Johannesburg, we got you covered. 99.7 FM. Feel good music. So sorry, so sorry there, brother. I'm just, you know, I'm very eager. I mean, eager beaver. 1543 on Radio 2000. So we now find out more about the proposed basic education laws amendment bill, which proposes changes to the South African Schools Act. It was introduced in Parliament in January and... Uh, Commentary on the bill closes uh, this Friday, Nati. We are joined on the line by Nangamso, um, that's the CEO of Funda Wanda. Good afternoon to you, Nangamso. Good afternoon, Glenn, and good afternoon to the team and everyone that's listening in this afternoon. Good to have you on the show. Hope you're having a sunny day because it's a sunny day today. Yeah, no, it's not too bad, Glenn. Having a good day, at least with some fun in Cape Town. So. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. oh you're, you're in Cape Town. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. You're, you're based in Cape Town. You're going to be okay. Don't worry. So please take us through some of the proposal contained in the in this bill. Sure. Um, I mean, look, let's probably let's start with like a very high level of the definition. Someone over the weekend was asking me, Bella Bill, who is this Bella? Mm. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, basically, it, it stands for the Basic Education Laws Amendment Bill. Yes, and uh, very high level. What it tries, what it's trying to do, is proposing to amend the South African Schools Act and Employment of Educators Act to sort of align it to to more recent educational developments within the in, in the landscape. You know, so that's what the bill is, and that's what it aims to do. Okay. Yeah, it is a lengthy document of plus minus up to about 56 clauses in amendments and looking at various of areas from uh, looking at redefinitions or specific definitions, from suggesting systems improvement, from finance and public accountability frameworks, which is nice to see, uh, and also some, regu- um, some regularity powers around ministers and enhancing decision-making between school governing bodies and the provincial department. So, it covers quite a lot of things, I must say. Hey, um, but for me, really, some of the top five, if I've got some time, you know, some things that really incredibly stand out, um, and particularly someone who's coming from a, a teaching and learning um, interest and background, is that obviously, uh, I mean, the very controversial one that now the HOD has the power to direct public schools uh, to adopt more than one language and also to approve school language policy. Uh, that's a highly controversial one. And then around the school attendance uh, for grade R is now uh, compulsory. So previously, or still is grade one, but the amendment is saying some grade R uh, school is, uh, is, is uh, compulsory. And some things around um, uh, placing uh, a lot more, let's say, penalties uh, to parents for being held accountable for learning in attending schools. So, look, there's a, there's a lot of things uh, that's being addressed here. Um, okay. You know, like I said, from, from frameworks to uh, powers to okay. attendance. So, so and, let's, and so let's address the concerns of, of, of the DA. The DA, we understand, is opposed to the bill saying it suppresses mother tongue languages. What's your take on the language aspect of this bill? Sure. I mean, look, I'm not a politician. I'm an educationalist. I'm here for uh, to advocate and to promote uh, quality access to all kids in South Africa, mm. uh, regardless of which home, the home language or background you come from. So, I mean, there's some, there's some um, 
uh, at least from the research that we do, and we know it from the one day, that the argument that, uh, you know, um, organizations like the DA, Afroforum, sort of push forward to say, you know, in, in a sense, this bill aims to, to, to discriminate against Afrikaans as speakers, and particularly, I'm not quite sure if that has sort of grounding in a sense, if you look at um, the enrollment, or at least the, the school's language of learning and mm. teaching in Afrikaans has been decreasing for the last 10 years. So that's what we're seeing. More Afrikaans schools are opting to be bilingual schools or either changing to other languages of learning and teaching. So, so for me, it's more to say, how do we promote the linguistic diversity within this country? How do we not use language as a tool to exclude learners from, you know, accessing schools? And, and as far as I'm concerned, this is, this is a bill that is quite, in fact, very progressive in a sense, aiming to, to, to achieve a lot of the things that our own constitution talks about, includes inclusivity, diversity, and so on. So for me, I think in principle, uh, like many of our uh, policies and bills in South Africa, I think that it has good intentions. Mm. Um, and it aims to promote all African languages um, and the use of all African languages within the schooling system. Radio 2000, our music, your memories. In the afternoon, there's the Glanzira Super Drive. Yeah, having a conversation with CEO of Funda Wande, Nangamso Mzadze. We are chatting about the proposed basic education laws amendment bill. So, Nangamso, um, how would the implementation and monitoring process work? Oh no, how unfortunate. What happened? I don't know. Mm. I'm so lying. It's Cape Town weather. <laughs> I blame Cape Town weather. All right. So, yeah, we shall try. Well, yeah, I was also interested here in the concerns of the DA. And I thought, okay, well, they're probably talking about all, all languages when they say mother tongue. This is So, okay. So, it looks like. He, the focus is mainly on on Africans. Africans. Mm. Mm. Okay, hang on. Listen to Shal. They'll think you're hanging someone. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome back, Nangamso. Yes, Kira, cut off. I'll cut off this for a moment. I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't know. Um, uh, do you want me to repeat the question, or you still remember the question? No, no, no. I think I do. I do remember the question, and yes. I think what uh, the point that I was trying to make is that this country is very policy rich. Yes. Uh, we've got policy for days here, um, and it's also a question that I have for myself around the implementation mm. and the monitoring of this work. So we we often fall short. In particularly at uh, the education department, is at implementation and uh, monitoring. So even for myself, I'm looking forward to how all of this gets implemented, how it gets monitored, and I think most importantly, how we hold, you know, the the, the, the schools, the principals, the SGB, uh, you know, the entire sort of uh, stakeholder pipeline or line accountable to ensuring that we realise this goal. So. I don't have a straight answer for that, but I know that from our experience and what we've observed, that the one part that we often fall short in is in implementation and in monitoring. Uh, and I'm sure this is this is not going to be free. This is not going to be cheap. How much is it likely to cost government to implement? <laughs> Nothing is for free, don't they say? <laughs> yes, they um, do. Look, look, yeah, so, I mean, at, at, at this you know, at least information that we've we've seen, at least that is on a public domain, 
We know that the cost in particularly is related to the implementation of making grade R compulsory, and that means actually provisioning uh, grade R. That means deploying teachers, resources, classrooms, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, the costing of that, we're looking at about $5.2 billion oh. um, for the provision of grade R and to ensure that the services uh, have been delivered. That's not a lot of money. It's pocket change in this country. (laughs) 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 And finally, uh, comments on the bill close on Friday. Where can we access this information? Sure. So I think it's very important that the public, and in particular parents that have kids in schools, and even if you don't have kids, I think, you know, for the, for, the, for the future of our country, to go and take a look. Yes. There's various of, um, uh, platforms that have been extended, I believe, to the 15th of August. Oh, okay. Uh, um, so, which is good. It gives enough time for public to sort of comment. There is a website, um, a parliament website that you can actually drop your comments at, which is the Bella Bill uh, 02 at parliament.gov.za. Um, there's also a WhatsApp. I haven't tested the WhatsApp line, but I believe, you know, some of my colleagues have been dropping WhatsApp uh, comments on uh, 060-550-9848. So, so, so I do think there's still opportunity for, for, for the public uh, to sort of give their views. Excellent. Nangamso! Siabulela! Siabulela! I think, again, one more thing before I, 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 I dash off. My, my sister, who's a super fan, as I said, she just sent her greetings to you. She also works at Funa One, then we're all doing the same work. Oh, okay, what's her name? Her name is Ayanda Mfate. All right, we're well, sending our love to your sister. Thank you so much. Thanks, Glenn. Take care. All right, famous man. And famous man, Lelo. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just busy doing other things. Uh, but I, I, I got Mm, okay. But like I'm saying, But send a proper shout out. Mm. Like mention her name, Ayanda Mzaz, I think Nangamso said. Hello, Ayanda. Thanks go. for the love, lovey. There we Thank go. you so much. That's shout out special. to you, Ayanda. Shout out to you. Don't listen to the other people. Just listen to me. Feel good radio. Feel good music. Radio 2000.